What's up, you Krakoan cunts? My name is Kyle. We <laughs> could have had him hot. Going in aggressive. Uh, my name is Kyle. I'm with Danny. Yeah, a little hostile today, but hey, man. You know, we're expanding. We got things to do. Things, to, places to go. We gotta go to Mars. We gotta go. We gotta go all over the place. We gotta. We gotta fight with a suppository robot. It's, it's, yeah, it it's does have it's it's Oh man, it's it's a new day. It's a new oh, era, Danny. Not only are we reading X Men issue number one, as well as Wave the X issue number four with this, but um, two years. Two years of X Men, new X Men, Danny. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does that feel, knowing that this has been going on for two years? <coughs> <laughs> I like your enthusiasm. I would say that uh, it's been it's been a long ride that has kind of gone in circles at, at many points, and it has been very dizzying. Mm-hmm. It's been a very dizzying two years. It does seem to go in circles a little times, but every once in a while you peek your head up and you're like, ooh. Yeah, the things will catch your eye, and that's where you're like, oh, wait, let's go back there, and it just keeps going, and you're like, no, I'll have to circle back around to that. <laughs> Damn it. All right, I'll catch you on the next pass. Uh, so many books. Uh, so many writers, are... so many like artists. It's, yeah. It's quite the who's who of, of uh, series. Two years, and we are back once again to X-Men issue number one. It never ends, Danny. We always return here. It's true, and and we're back with Garcia and Lorez again. Yeah, it's that's the Pepe. weirdest part. But no Hickman. No Hickman anymore. Very strange. The days of Hickman are um, <sighs> the days of future Hickman past. The days of <laughs> Hickman's still credited as head of X. Though. Yeah, and he's working on Inferno and a couple other issues. He's got a series that's coming out that he's supposed to be helming. Yeah, that's a X Men focus. So uh, we'll see what comes from him. But this is just weird to see them like, especially on the cover. You just look at it, and you're like, oh, look at the artist is great. And then Dugan is just right there. Next and then it's the Dugs. I'm like, wow, way to be hoisted up on the coattails of some great people here, Dugan. <laughs> Uh, but I'll give him credit where uh, credit's due. Going into this, is, I was skeptical, and I left it going like, "All right, he could have done worse. He could have done a lot worse. Done worse uh, for sure. I, he he hits on some good points here. Yeah, um, which I'm not I'm not mad at. Um, some interesting but notes. Also, a couple weird weird notes. As yes, well. this definitely wasn't f- flawless. It, it did it did have a few of the Dugan trappings, but it did escape some of his more mundane procedural approaches. Raptors on the cover. I just noticed that. Raptors like Velociraptor. Yeah, look in the corner. In the top left. The bottom. The bottom uh, left. Yeah, it's two raptors. Yeah, it is a fucking raptor. I thought it was like some sort of reptilian alien, but no, that's a straight up raptor. That's a straight up raptor. That is a freaking raptor. Anyways. (laughs) Weird. I did not notice that. Speaking of X-Men covers, did you know there's 20 variants of this? Yeah, this one was even like a double cover. It wasn't even... (laughs) There's so many variants that they couldn't even do the the actual initial release cover as one single cover. It's a full spread. They got the two... Yeah, the double spread uh, Pepe Lorac. Uh, cover they got the four issue uh spread of the stormbreaker spread which is uh you have that poster in your room from the old 90s right the uh yes uh, where they do it like kind of spread across of like a a vertical kind of standing of just showing the different eras of x-men kind of meshing together they did a new version of that nice which makes four of the the uh variants um i showed you that one um 
that uh, what's his name does uh, creator of Deadpool. I can't think of his name. Right oh, now. Rob Liefeld. Yeah, oh, yeah, Liefeld. we saw the Liefeld cover. The Liefeld cover yeah, because yeah. right away I knew it was a Liefeld cover because I'm like, look how strategically he hit all the feet. The feet like he the really feet tried. Down. Yeah, they're gone. And Wolverine <laughs> looked kind of funny too, but yeah, man, it's uh, like a so much more too. So many more. Go check them out. Um, yeah, it's a fuck. It's probably the most variance I've ever seen. On an yeah. issue, Tom Miller gets his own too. It's just a yeah, that's dope. <laughs> his was good. I remember you showed me his. That was yeah. kind of fun. Yeah, Scotty Young gets one. Everyone loves Scotty Young. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, I I think you you showed me the Scotty Young one. That was the one where it was more like the the X babies and stuff yeah, like that X, design. Yeah, yeah. X babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scotty Young. Okay, yeah. I, I don't think I've seen the Tom Mueller one. Tom Mueller. Is I'll have to the, check his out. The graphic designer. He just does a random X logo design. Oh wow. It's all like okay. Well, he's sticking to he's sticking to his strengths. Yeah, yeah, he's doing his thing. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so many variants, so many people working on the covers. Lots to go through here. Lots, lots, lots of books. They're really banking. They really bank on these issue number ones to to sell, and they do, they do, because they drop off. The drop off after the issue number ones is crazy in comics. <sighs> Unfortunately, that it's more highlighting to the problem that's inherent in comic books these days is they'll make the very uh i guess you could say they'll release the issue that is controversial and people are like oh my gosh what's going on and then after that the that'll lose its momentum and people will not come back for an issue two mm-hmm. they'll be like oh i'll check out issue one of this controversial thing and then leave the story for dead after that and that's that has been a pretty common occurrence for almost 10 years now if not maybe going back further than i realize but like they need to change that somehow and i feel like we are not doing anything there's just nothing being done in the comic book industry to to try to hedge that i think they're more chasing that money and thinking they can survive off of just issue ones over and over again for decades to come (laughs) keep rebooting keep restarting Keep rebranding and relabeling characters and retrying to issue them in some unique way. And then here's it. I want like this this collage of like issue ones where they because they don't change names on certain heroes and they just call heroes multiple names like we multiple Spider Mans, multiple Wolverines and Iron Man, so on and so forth. <laughs> what is he? Where they're like, is this an issue one variant or is this just the other Iron Man issue? That'd make a fun website actually. That's a good idea. I'm gonna do it. It's it's like kind of confusing and it's. Gonna to get to the point where that that is going to become more prevalent <laughs> to the point where we have to acknowledge it where we can't just pretend like no that's not the variant cover like that's just the other fucking spider-man issue yep, like you're wrong it's <laughs> it's fucking it's nuts it's comic books for you they're in a nutty place and they don't seem to be going anywhere away from that it seems like we're just watching a spiral until until it collapses yeah it's it's gonna. It'll turn into an ad within an ad, and that's when it'll implode like a star that is too heavy, and the mass of itself just collapses upon it. It's like a Zorn within existence. a Zorn. Yeah, we'll double up the Zorn inside the Zorn, because then there'll be like four Zorns, and then that'll just turn into some sort of black hole, and then the X Men universe is gone. Uh, I'm fine. They'll all exist inside Dupe now. Yes, that'd be great. <laughs> it was odd. Just one series. It's all about dupe, and then every now and then we just peer inside him to see what's going on, and that's how we'll just pull issues, which is random issue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yes, um, it's an it's an issue. Um, as you can see with the twenty variant covers, they're yeah. clearly trying to capitalize on 
this, but uh, but this yeah. cover's good. It's, it's very good. classic. It's I good. like it. I like it. Marta yeah. Garcia, man. Yeah. Marta Garcia, Pepe Raz, never fail. And uh, I, as much as we're gonna talk about this issue, this is this is one of them that you just gotta go look at. You yeah. Look at. We we're not gonna do it. Yeah, justice. yeah. You gotta see like <laughs> Sink is going ham on this cover, just taking everybody's powers at once, going like, I got this, yeah. <laughs> fucking great. unloading. I'm like, yes, I love Sink, especially after uh, Children of the Vault. Yeah, he's, uh, he's he's up there as one of my favorite at this plates. Yeah. Um, he's coming to his own. He definitely feels absolutely. at place in this X Men team. Absolutely. This is the this is the modern X Men iterate. This is your new giant size. Mm-hmm. You got Scott and Jean there it. to helmet. As the classic giant size uh, duo, the the quasi parents, if you will, of the giant size team, this is they're they're still maintaining that role even today mm-hmm. in this in this new uh, beginning. Yeah, yeah. So let's get into this. Let's see how this team is formed. But before we see how the team is formed, let's watch the the what I call the the shitstorm that is Phalong's life. Yeah, yeah. For every new team, you need a new a new <laughs> adversary, and this is yeah. good God. And he's got a he's a got backstory. a little bit of underachieving, overachieving, and it not working. At one point, he kind of mirrored Macaulay Culkin when his parents went crazy. It was interesting. I, learning about this new character was was definitely quite a treat. Though yeah. he he himself is not as interesting as his story, yeah, for, unfortunately. But yeah. yeah, you get this typical like super genius kid. Yeah, young so, age like excelling all over the place. Excelling essentially, um, you know, creates a business at like age fifteen that IPOs and all this. Yeah. Parents think he's a one hit wonder, so they jump on that right away and try yeah, to strangle the money to, out of it. To essentially. Uh, uh, fuck, what was that that dude's name? Gary Coleman him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like uh, Macaulay Culkin who did it. Culkin, they're yeah, still doing yeah. it to Britney Spears. So. Still, yeah, <laughs> she's yeah. like 40. She's, she's <laughs> I don't know if you uh, know how that man. happened. Jesus. Man. Wow. Um, but yeah, yeah. So he's a super genius, you know, created this second company. Which uh, promises planet-sized innovation, Danny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's just like, give me time. Eventually we'll get to Mars. It'll be great. I'm gonna, this will be my life's journey. We'll make yeah. it happen. It's going to take a while, but don't worry. <laughs> we couldn't just do this in a day. You people need to understand. Oh, never mind. And a day later, <laughs> he looks up, him and his team, after working hard. And essentially, they they, they turn out. They could turn sand. He turned out... He figured out how to turn sand into like uh, lush gardens. And yeah, soil. Like he, 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 he figured out how to terraform. He yeah. essentially figured out how to terraform any kind of sand He's around like, the universe. We're making progress. We're going to yeah. get places. Yeah, he just needed to test it in an, on an astrological scale, and he couldn't because by that point, the mutants had already <laughs> pulled the rug out from under him, <laughs> and his life's point. work had been devalued Bam. completely. Yeah. Just he just looks up to see the news where Mars has been taken over by the, the mutants, and he's just like, "Well, fuck me." And uh, yeah, this is where this is how you get him. This is how you get a villain. The, you you so succeed red? where someone else has dedicated their life to trying to succeed, <laughs> and you beat them to it, and they pretty much go, "Well, all I got left is murder." <laughs> yeah, so it's time to resort to murder. So does he get this really nice scene though, where he punches? He punches this uh, Mars rock that he has in a glass dome as like a memento for his accomplishments and like kind of a reminder of the goal he's working towards. He fucking just punches the glass dome and like grasps his hand around the rock and like starts to crush it in his hand as his blood like foams up over his 
his knuckles as he grasps onto it. It's a great scene. Mm-hmm. It's drawn very well. But what's going on? I want to ask like a, a Garcia Lorez, why why is the blood so black and acrid? <laughs> And he turns redder and redder too. Yeah, it's yeah. He gets very red, and his blood gets very black. <laughs> it's interesting. It's very yeah, strange. That's it's he's a bad guy, so of course he has to have acrid blood. I guess. I, right. I mean, does he have some sort of is is that, it because he's squeezing it on the the Mars rock and it's human, infecting him? He's a human. That is he fusing? Is he becoming one with side. the rock? Is this one of those like quantum physics things where if you touch it long enough, you eventually fuse with it? I don't know. Dark side, dark blood. It's there you that go. simple. There you go. He's the he is the X Men's dark side. <laughs> uh, Oh, great. Uh, new kids on the block. Yeah, let's segue. Um, let's... What's your favorite member? I'm I'm more into. <laughs> uh, I believe his name is Joey. Joey. <laughs> There's a Joey. I There's heard, always a Joey, I was right? Say, I don't even remember what are the new, <laughs> new kids on the block's names. <laughs> I know. I know more about new kids on the block from what I've heard about Eminem say about them. <laughs> and that's about it. <laughs> All right, we got Jordan Knight, Joey McIntyre. Joey Knight, McIntyre, yes. Joey McIntyre, um, Danny Wahlberg. Oh, yeah, one of the Wahlbergs, I forgot. Oh, yeah. shit, I didn't even know that. Yeah, and Danny Wood. Man, right, fucking I'm, I'm, I'm picking Danny Wahlberg. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Both him and Mark Wahlberg have like uh, illustrious music careers that they want people to forget about, but will never. No, never. Nope. Yeah. I'm sorry. What a life. Can't escape that What a one. life that family lives. Yeah. Uh, um, the mutant nation of Krakoa is a refuge for its people, but the time has come for the newly elected X-Men to protect the rest of the Earth. And, yeah. I guess. I guess. We're going to see a robot do most of the work, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to see a lot of confusing things happen <laughs> where we're weird. like, this really didn't need to happen, but all right. I guess you guys got to show off your new digs. Um, but just like... Uh, just like Mars overnight um, in New York uh, popped up a treehouse out of nowhere, Danny. Uh, look at that treehouse. How would a, how New Yorkers would be so pissed if that happened? That's now? the first thing I, uh, <laughs> I I thought about is that, that their view of Central Park has now just been completely destroyed. But it's replaced by this elaborate treehouse that is almost alien in its design. And I think that's a fair trade-off. I suppose seeing something so unique and magnificent out of place compared in contrast against the the backdrop, which is this concrete jungle of New York, I think that works. I think it was a good call, and most of the people actually seem pretty okay with it. Though I feel like New Yorkers in general would complain regardless. Yes, Even if it was nice. Oh, you put this fucking nice tree in front of me. What an asshole. (laughs) Get out of here. Uh, but I, I like that show, Treehouse Masters. I've watched a bunch <laughs> of episodes. It's fun. Because, I mean, that dude's like a grown man who goes around and just builds treehouse for people. Like, that's a dope <laughs> job. I think that's fucking awesome. I feel like they should have brought him in on this. This would have been a nice, like, synergy. Right. <laughs> like, they do it an episode. Well, and they're designing episode. it with, like, Forge and, like, him are working together, spitballing ideas. Instead, we get Forge and Sync, but still, I thought that was a missed opportunity. But it's definitely dope that they're... This is their hideout. This is X-Men uh, this Base is 1 it. right here. This is... It and I gotta give it to um, I gotta give it to Dugan and to not completely go full virtual signal because he tends to do that on Twitter very much so. But I do like the little the little subtle nod. If you didn't know, it's called Seneca Gardens, and if you didn't know, Seneca Village was a town and the a poor neighborhood in New York black neighborhood got destroyed to make way for central park thus 
the name. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see. I see these advanced species of evolved humans that have now taken over the universe are putting this garden that shows how in touch they are with the average man as a throwback. Oh, my God, Dugan. You're genius. Never trust idols in there. Uh, this is just like when they tried to fucking shift the Inhumans into being the X-Men. This doesn't work. You can't come from such a place of power and try to preach like tolerance and like identity politics. It just feels muted. <laughs> it it does. It does. You want to use you want to use a Luke Cage story to tell that? That's fine. But you try to use it when the X-Men are now like the dominant players on the field. It is weird. weird where it's just all like, you know, uh, they, they've always been at the, they, so, so we talked about this very early on where like the X-Men represented real social justice, you know, yes. actual social justice is what it meant. But what does that mean when they're the dominant like species in the solar system? Well, they've, I've been saying this a few times in the last couple of podcasts we had that they've been kind of shifting over into becoming the new in humans and it's mm-hmm. weird. Yeah, And I don't know if that's on purpose or just by accident, but I'm getting that vibe and just how they portray them. Even visually when they did the whole, the gala felt like an Inhumans kind of ball and less of an actual right. like m- political paradigm kind of meet and greet thing. And that's where I'm not liking where the mutants are going. But they're so radical right now with what they're expanding upon and how quick they're growing. I can't really get a feel on them yet and so let's see you know where things are in a month and how this is all kind of played out it's just right now some of that little bit of virtue signaling is kind of muted it's very yeah. strange yeah which is but this cool. wasn't I'll as bad it. as marauders take, definitely right. wasn't as bad as where most of the marauders issues oh yeah yeah yeah. i wonder what's happening over there <laughs> <laughs> anyways we we uh, meet up with uh, Scott, and he's hanging out outside of the Seneca Gardens, and out comes Ben Ulrich. Now, if you didn't know, Ben Ulrich uh, is probably best known in, from Civil War Frontline. You remember Civil War Frontline, Danny? Yeah. 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 It was a pretty good issue about kind of like the ground level of what was going on during Civil War, and it focused on... Ben Ulrich as the character, and he is essentially a Daily Planet writer, and it's kind of like his perspective, human perspective. Yeah, they they he is like the average Joe in the movie that's supposed to center the audience. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, and they've mentioned him a few times in mm-hmm. some of the previous issues of yeah. uh, going on through what's going on in the, the X Men run. But yeah, this was kind of much more of a straightforward meet and greet between him and Cyclops. It was a weird conversation, very strange, because Cyclops is trying to be like your average mutant guy and uh-huh. like being very friendly but very tactile in what he talks about. And, and Ulrich is trying to come across as like, oh, I'm just meeting with like a friend, but at the same time, like I'm interviewing you. Yeah. So like this, it's just like it. His mentality shifts very quickly as they talk. And the subject matter shifts very aggressively to the point where you're like, this doesn't feel like a normal conversation at all. No, not this at is all. Very strange. Yeah. And uh, as, that's, as the conversation goes on, we find out that's what it, it's called Seneca Gardens. We learn a couple things about how it was created. And he has more questions about, essentially, he goes into 
uh, the whole Jumbo Carnation incident. Yeah, he's like a diplomat from China. It's great. Like yeah. fucking Scott does is like it's such a beautiful garden, isn't it? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but, but, but like every I saw Jumbo Carnation's body. Like, how are you mutants dying but then coming back? Like, I need to know. And he's like, it like, is right. a beautiful garden. Thank you. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. And he's like, are Good you luck. hearing me? And Halfway I was like, through the portal. I was like, I, I don't know. Maybe they're chrysanthemums. I'm not sure. It's like an oleander. And he's like, I'm not even saying anything about the garden anymore. <laughs> Fuck you, Scott. <laughs> Pay attention to me. And he's just gone. He's already got, like, before you can even get a straight answer out of him, Scott just, go, like, through the portal. He's, like, literally has his yeah, head yeah. out of the portal, yeah, whole body in the portal, Woo. just his mouth sticking out. Like, he was slowly, Bye. like, phasing through the portal as he's talking to him to, like, kind of uh, edge away from the conversation. He's clearly sending a message. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, all right. Yeah, no not talking question. about this nope. later. I'm going to go make out with Gene. And he portals, like, literally, like, portals like flies portals weird like a like it's strange <laughs> like so, because like the he's at the place where he went from like he's already in the location where the portal leads so like he, the portal mm-hmm. leads to the garden which is right there i guess instead of walking up into the garden he just took the portal into the top of the garden yeah yeah these mutants are getting lazy they're getting, i'm they're surprised there's not more fat lazy. Like, yeah can't even walk five feet <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna go up these stairs? Fuck this! I'm planting a fucking flower. <laughs> uh, but Give even, me the seed. Get temple over here. <laughs> even Scott's just like, yeah, reporters. I'm over this. He's gonna turn into Wally, Jesus. <laughs> and we kind of see everyone kind of uh, settling in. Yeah, they're point. they're putting the finishing touches on it. Uh, the their their new HQ, X Men HQ. Yeah, we see like B or B. Um, Sink and Forge kind of doing some tech stuff, making them some things work. Um, and then we see uh, P- uh, Polaris come in. Yeah, she's the, the final uh, all arrival. The privilege, all the privilege, where she's just all like, don't we have like interns or something? Yeah, yeah, she was Church like, well, are we supposed to have Church sidekicks? And Scott's like, I don't know, maybe next year we're, yeah. we're working on that. And then she's like, going to her she's like, where do I go to hang out and have fun and like just kick back? And she's like, I don't think we're going to have time for that. Like, are you, you're not really getting the gig that we're running here. She <laughs> 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 like, what kind of vacation time do I get? You. Sick days? And she's like, just shut up and follow us. <laughs> she's just very reluctant, uh, but they're giving her they're giving her the tour. Yeah, and she's getting the tour. We see all the like chambers of of the uh the, the tree, tree house. house. That's what they literally call it. The yeah, tree house. The tree house, yeah. Yeah. And uh yeah, she's kind of escorted to her room and whatnot. And uh, yeah, we uh, we what we learn a little bit more about the treehouse and this little write up, but not really. Yeah, it's it's just very much what you kind of already get from the pages before, where it's yeah. just Forge started working on some crazy ideas, and then he brought Sink in to double up his brain power essentially, and they bounced off of each other ideas, and then manufactured a living treehouse that they will now use as their HQ. And Tempo helped them with the uh, speeding up. And they kind of throw like a little aside about how like, you know, Forge and Tempo were kind of sad that they didn't get picked for the X-Men team proper, but that at least they can help with its inception is good enough. And it's just like, I don't know about that. That's like me getting picked for like a race and it's just like you you lose and I'm like, put on my tires. <laughs> like, put on my fucking tires. Get out of the way. I'm going to go with this race. Fucker. Yeah. Uh, hmm. <laughs> You're my pit crew. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Okay. But uh, 
Yeah, Forge is above it. He doesn't seem to be as much pulled away or or remiss about it. They don't show tempo. They just used her to speed shit up, yep. and then they're like, get out of here. All you're right. done. You're done. You get got out of here. No go make some whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Go back to the whiskey. <laughs> yeah, go, <laughs> go age some whiskey. I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure Sebastian needs you. Yeah. Go change his uh, diaper while you're at it. I think he's rosed. Oh, has he been? He's unparalyzed? I think in the latest one. He oh, oh, so so the, the being paralyzed is a choice then. <laughs> I mean, honestly, when they resurrected Karma and kept her robot leg, but they're doing this with I just like, what is your message? <laughs> I don't understand. I get you're trying to virtue signal, but what? Like what? I just don't know just what you're trying to tell some me. Consistency, for God's sakes. Uh, this is all confusing. This is just uh, gets it. It's just like with critical race theory. Like it all goes insane after a while. It's just like you're going in a circle and you're all contradicting each other, but you say it must be right. But if everyone's wrong, then how can everyone be right? Uh oh well. Congrats uh, to him. I'm glad he's walking. I'm sure he'll do something to fuck it up eventually, and they'll put him in the center of Krakoa. Yeah. He'll, him and fucking Sabretooth can play cards. Sabretooth may be Fabian Cortez if he keeps doing his shit. Yeah, yeah, we'll see that <laughs> on the way of X. Yeah, he's definitely asking for it. Yeah, he is. Um, but we get this beautiful page of uh, Rogue just uh, dashing, flying off into the distance. Uh, she yeah, Jean was alerted of a comet coming in or some sort of uh, terrestrial object crashing yes. through the, the city of Manhattan right now. Yeah, and and Rogue's cr- first on the scene because she happened to be nearby. Yes, and it and crashes she, down. This is a great part, too, where Gina's just like, wait, don't approach it. And, <laughs> and it's really, it just fucking launches Rogue through like buildings before Gene can even say, like, don't engage up. It's engaged Rogue. It's enga- yeah, like before. And I love this page right here where it's like this huge, to give you the scale of this giant, like, kaiju i guess yeah it's, it's fight- kind of reminds me of that like some sort of alien kaiju kind of creature um it's an XCOM and then we get this little tiny dot and that's yeah that's, they get a, they get a magnify on it and like, kind of bring it up <laughs> which is great because you're just like oh that is rogue right there yeah Ooh. Ooh. good luck <laughs> yeah so that means that thing packed a wall did it yeah. probably through about five Four or, six. or five buildings yeah five yeah. yeah, yeah, it's definitely a, it's not a good start for Rogue. She's already yeah, losing so it on this she's, one. She's she's a little she's a little roughed up, but it's okay because the rest of the X Men team are on it. Yeah, I like I like Sync with his like Static X uh, or Static Shock approach like, of disc. floating on like yeah. just a metal disc. Yeah, yeah. It'd be better if it was like a man manhole cover, but yeah. Right. <laughs> and there he is again. He's just flaring up everyone's like powers at once. He's just like, look at me. I could just wield powers. He gets a lot of cool visual cues. Yeah. And then there's Wolverine who's like running on air. I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> don't understand. Yeah. I mean, Scott's like floating she with Jean. Jumped, I guess. She's got his tele- her telekinetic energy around him. So like that makes sense. But like, I don't understand. Did someone just throw? Did like Polaris just throw? Yeah. Like She's X-23 and then just like done? Hanging off of Sink or someone and yeah. she jumped off or something. She's drafting. <laughs> She's just drafting in their, in their way. Uh, but Polaris jumps in cocky and this is like, I got this. No worries. Oh, no, I don't got this. Yeah. Oh, it's not metal. <laughs> <laughs> or this is not metal I can't control. It's ridiculous. And Rogue back into action yeah. saves her from Rogue comes in, not getting thrown through buildings. The day, and the team is now finally all together to do a good pose. 
Yeah, they're like, all right, guys, let's show up what else we could do. And then the thing goes into like fucking mind scream mode is what I called it. Because it emits this like high pitched psychic energy yeah. that like is like a screaming and it just radiates rage in your in city. everyone's brain. It's like shaking all the buildings, shattering all the windows, and mm-hmm. it's like a mind fire in the heads of the X Men right now. And Jean's doing everything she can to counter it, but Polaris actually shields them from the damage in like a real cool way. Where she's like, "Well, I'll just use the metal around me. I can't affect that metal, but I can at least affect the metal that I know." And creates a cool little dome around them to give them time to think and kind of figure out. How to strategize to take it on. I've always wondered how does metal stop psychic? Did I wonder if it's just. That I wonder way? if she's keeping the force of the energy at bay and Jean's keeping the psychic. You think that's it? Yeah, because she mentions that she's protecting all the citizens. I just assume she made like a giant Magneto helmet. Like it, and it oh, functions yeah. in the same way that Magneto's helmet functions. But is but Magneto's then, helmet like a special kind of metal? Yeah. I always I forget about that. I don't know anymore. That's the problem. It probably was, and then maybe got retconned. Yeah. It's nth metal. It's nth metal. <laughs> God yeah. damn it. It's that nth metal crap. Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah. They're all kind of uh, guarded by this metal dome that she's created in, and um, they're kind of regrouping, right, and figuring out what to do. And one mentions about the microwave. Uh, he, uh, Firestarter. Uh, fire, Firestarter? No, fire. Fire. Uh, Fuck. No. Sunfire. 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 I, I kept wanting to say I Fire keep, Star, but I'm yeah. like, that's not even I kept doing that the right species or gender <laughs> <laughs> or comic book series or publisher. Um, but no, it's Sunfire is just like, let, let me burn it. I want to yeah. burn it. Let me flame on. I know how to flame on. I want to do that. Let's Why won't you let on. me? And he's just like, no, 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 no. What we got to do is the craziest, stupidest. Most Japanese thing in the world. We gotta, we gotta form one, one unit and become the giant suppository robot. Yeah, X Man. Because Sink is like, I still have Forge's power synced with me. I've got some ideas that are coming to me right now. Hold on, there's a way to do this. And Gene lets everyone connect to his brain so they can see what he's talking about, and they get their idea from there. And they're all kind of gun ho about it. It's very strange. It's weird. Um, and they, they they touch on this point I'm about to make right here a little bit later, but at this point you're going like, where the fuck are all the other people who live in New York that are yep, heroes? Yep, like, I thought where, this was the whole issue. Yeah, I was like, where are the Avengers at? Where's the Fantastic Four? They touch on it in a few pages, but still, like even at this point, I'm like, it seems like they're taking their time to get slow, here. A little slow. Like, I feel one. like all they're doing is waiting for this kind of shit, just like the X Men are. And, New York is a big place, but when you have Quinjets, not really. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I don't know what's going on. But they, they make the their uh, monster. The what I would call, their Frankenstein <laughs> neck monster. The giant suppository robot. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> I imagine it's put together by Polaris, powered by Sunstar. Um, I, I don't know. X23 is like working the legs. Laser. Scott's the eyes. He's the laser beam ready to fire. Gene's like, I don't know, maybe guiding it. controlling it, I guess. Or sinking them. And I don't know. Yeah, it's funny. Look at even Wolverine's bubble. She's like controlling like little like puppet strings. Yeah. <laughs> and with ro- and so is and so is Rogue. So I imagine okay, since they're so both really two. strong, they're pulling they're like they're working the legs, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. It just seems like why do they need that? Like <laughs> how did they the design point? this? I mean, uh, couldn't the thing just be autonomous through like Polaris's will or Jean's will alone? Like it feels, I don't understand. <laughs> I feel like someone came up with this design and they were like, "I want a pill-based robot 
with really big arms and tiny feet, and I think it's great. How can we use this? And everyone's just passing on it, and somehow it got to Dugan, and Dugan was like, yeah, this could be great. <laughs> but, and, and get, don't get me wrong. The, the the art team working on it gives you the greatest version you could ever get of this. Yes. Like, there's just, just the concept idea is terrible, it's but the weird. design it's, and how they implement it is fine. Because ultimately, all they do is punch it really, really hard. Yeah, because he, <laughs> he made it sound like, okay, I've got this crazy plan, and it's like the one way that we're, it's your Doctor Strange moment where, like, I thought of thousands of different ways, and this is the only one where we win. I make a dumb looking robot, and we punch something. <laughs> Because they punch it, and it's like, we did it, the psionic power dampening or whatever is gone, and all the citizens seem to like be fine. They're not like harmed by by the giant kaiju thing anymore. Yeah. And then... It's pissed now. It's mad. It gets mad, and it rips off an arm. It essentially rips off the arm of whatever, I guess, Polaris is operating. She, yeah. She gets mad. It looks like she's... It's like, like a Thundercats kind of situation yeah. where she's just like, no. Or Voltron, I mean. It's a yeah. Voltron thing where she's she's like, no, you took out my arm. I was piloting that. Yeah. <laughs> I have no more relevance in this machine now, I guess. And uh, so Scott gives it an optic blast, but amplified by blast. the weird dome that is holding him. Is he just like, is he sitting in a seat that's like, just like restraining his arms and legs and his I face guess. is just put he's up just to the like window? The, yeah, he's yeah. Sitting <laughs> <laughs> just sitting there. <laughs> what does he do? Oh, he's just waiting funny. for his moment. He even makes an offhanded comment where he's like, let me know when we're pointed at something worth blasting or something. Or when we're lined up with a good shot, I'll take it. Yeah. And so he gets his opportunity. Um, but yeah, th- that doesn't do too much because it comes out of the, d- the debris and just gives them a like a s- psychic shock, psionic shock, and they're just like, ah, oh, no. But then uh, Wolverine is just like, you know what? Fuck this. There's a hole. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna go in the hole. And she does that. She she unbuckles her seatbelt. She jumps up and she jumps out. Yeah, <laughs> and she just straight up goes in, and she just does her, her snake, stabbing, snake, but snake. stab swimming. So yeah, she's like stab she swimming her way <laughs> through it like a piranha, <laughs> and then uh, and she says, "I'm gonna keep cutting through this thing until it falls down on its ass," or and then she pops out like she's gonna cut through to its pooper or something. I don't know. It's a very yeah. strange way to uh, attack something, but it seems to work. So there you go. Apparently, it was broadcasting death. Uh, Jean says, "Like good, uh, it's, it's like, is no longer broadcasting death." Well, she's she's saying like essentially it was it was murder. It was, like, it was she was holding back this weird psychic death scream that right. was going to essentially kill everyone, kind of akin to Charles and X two when they were yes. using him to try to murder yes, all the yes, humans. Yes. Um, as that's happening, in comes fucking Captain America and the Avengers, and yeah. <laughs> the Avengers and the Fantastic Four, and they're just like, "Hey, we're we're like, what is it? Like Thirty two, seconds 30 out. Seconds out yeah. Fantastic Four is like, we're ten seconds out. Blah blah." And then they cut to this like yeah, this scene actually makes the robot look kind of cool from this angle, but still, I do like the art's great. Yeah, yeah the, the art, art is insanely it's great. good with X twenty three just chilling at the bottom there. Yeah, kind of doing a pose. Just, yeah, with her hand but Then you get the Quinjet too. up here, and then um, then you get the Fantastic Four with their their crew. But then tiny little Spider Man hanging out over there. He's oh, all happy. Oh, shoot, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, yeah, Spider-Man's like, oh, I'm so glad that you guys took care of it and I don't have to punch this thing in the face or something is what he says. <laughs> he says, honestly glad <laughs> I didn't have to clock the clock in on this one. Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what he said. That's great. He's just swinging in he's right swinging. there last minute. <laughs> <Bleep>. <laughs> Tiny little spider. 
And yeah, so they 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 do their victory pose. As yeah, everyone cheers for them. I guess. I don't yeah, know. they're almost like cheesy superhero tropey pose where you're just like, you guys don't even understand the concept of modesty. Like this is mm-hmm. calm the fuck down. Need that fan favor. Gosh. Cut to uh, the Krakoan Archipelago where they just dump this thing. They downgrade it to a lighthouse. <laughs> yeah, that's the funniest part. Is they're like, we're keeping this right. They're all gun ho about it. And they're like, and now it's a lighthouse. And no. it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I guess you guys didn't care. And then they're doing, a, they're doing a recap afterwards trying to understand it, what the hell happened. They took a chunk of it. Took yeah, they realized that... Chunk. They realize that this creature is alien in design, and what it was targeting could only hurt mammalian-based sentient beings. So, like, mammalian brain design is what it was uh, programmed to attack. So, if you had some sort of mammal in you, and you were sentient enough to receive this type of communication, it was meant to just kill you, wipe you out. So, it seems like something was trying to kill the the mammals of the planet and and I think was it Gene has like an offhanded comment about it where like who the fuck hates dolphins does <laughs> like, someone so have a problem with dolphins like right. why are they trying to kill all of us I mean I get humans but dolphins what do they do <laughs> it's ridiculous yeah and then we get the weirdest twist in all of this so this is we this is a weird one so we go to space we go to game world yeah um place where people just bet. Yeah, yeah, it's a world for games and betting. It's fucking, uh, oh my gosh, it's money plane. It's fucking game world is money plane. It's fucking money plane. It's money plane. You want to see a guy (laughs) fucking an alligator? Money plane. Money plane. Money plane. We just see all these people doing all these bets, but then we get this gong and we meet. The greatest named character in the world. My favorite. Uh, my favorite. Cordyceps Jones. Cordyceps <laughs> Jones, which is just this dead astronaut skeleton. Where this Skeleton's in his astronaut suit, and it's like old school kind of astronaut generic suit. And this fungus just kind of like infected and took over the yeah. body that just kind of... Because at first you don't even see the fungus, like it's dormant inside it. But then they like say, "Yo, Cordyceps Jones," and he like perks up and grows out of the fucking eye sockets of the skull and just like creates this weird kind of face or mouth, yeah, head. I don't even know. Weird, like Venus flytrap looking body. Yeah, Yeah. and he's got this big shit eating grin, and he holds up his martini glass, and Mm -hmm. he's just like, ah. Cheers to my fellow gamblers. Cheers to my fellow gamblers who essentially we see that there this group finds that soul or I guess the solar system is in this place where they're getting too cocky. So it's time to disrupt them in the best way possible by putting your money where your mouth is, bitch. They feel that the uh, the humans and the mutants in general are stepping up too much on that planet and that the planet is wasted on them. So they want to remove any mammalian-based life forms off of the planet. And so their bet is, their big gamble is, like, can you get them off the planet without destroying the planet? Like, who can kill off all the humans and mutants and whatever sapient creatures around and still keep the planet intact? Because the Cordyceps uh, Jones is like, it's a great planet. It's a waste on them, and I don't want it to go to waste anymore. So uh, whoever can do this wins the bet. And so that's what the first wave of this alien was. It was them essentially trying to enact, seeing if they can, whoever proposed that, lost here. And they're they're kind of, you know, everyone's kind of like, oh, man, I can't believe it. thought that was a surefire thing, but 
sure enough, they're on to the next gamble, and they're going to try and see if they can do it again because they're raising the stakes on it. But it seems like this is all to uh, the plan of Cordyceps Jones. He's the he's one of their new kind of plant slash fungal based villains of the week. Like in the line of, I mean, he's the coolest. Don't get me wrong. I like the design. He's better than horticulture. Sure. <laughs> the design's but, awesome, but who knows where that, this story oh, yeah, is going to go? I guess it would make sense that they're plant based. Villain would be, of course, the plant based villain. Villain Why would not? be a, fung- a fungal based villain in space. Ladies and gentlemen, plant based villain number four. <laughs> yeah. Five. Where are we at? What number are we at at this? Or some <laughs> symbiosis based parasitic kind of shrubbery villain. There are all so many of them. And in their physical design, though, the fungus and plants have their differences. I still. I still like find this too akin to what we're already getting. Yeah. Though this isn't unique. It just kind of watered down because of all the other people in Rogue's Gallery that are kind of obscuring it. But yeah, that's where we're at with them. They're 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 going to try another round of gambling and see if their next uh, attempt at defeating uh, the sapient life on Earth is uh, successful. I wonder how that how do you win that? If if we're all betting against each other, is it like your method specifically allows you I to guess. win? It seems like it's on the oh, They're oh. kind of vague in presenting it. Like I don't know where we're gonna go, who who's putting up the next proposal. Cause it's good Cordyceps Jones is like running the the bet, it seems. Like he's like the pit right. boss or something. I don't know. <laughs> but like all these other people Oh fucking uh high evolutionaries there, by the way. Did you notice that? Is what? Oh, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. High evolutionary hanging out in the corner, just chilling, sipping on like a martini. And then there's like another Good shot catch. of him leaning on some dude in the background. Good catch. Yeah. So he's he's there, part of it, which makes sense because he's yeah. all about like re redistributing a new species upon Earth. So much that he like left at one point and just made a mirror planet, made Marvel's version of Earth two, but mm-hmm. instead of it being a parallel dimension, it just floated on the opposite orbit of the sun. So we never saw it. <laughs> uh, weird shit. Weird. Um, we get uh, kind of uh, the write-up from Ben Ulrich. Yeah, his, his news report. Um, pretty much he's this pro, he's pro treehouse. Who's yeah, he's this beautiful. Check it out. Everybody's yeah. breathtaking. Awesome. He doesn't touch on any of his concerns and investigatory like flare-ups that he had with Scott about what's going on with the mutants and their deaths. But this is mostly just a puff piece on how he says yeah. he had his reserves about the mutants. And he says, why not? Like when when the humans landed on the moon, they didn't claim it for themselves. They just put the flag on it. But they didn't like say it was theirs. It belonged to the humans. It didn't belong to America. And he says the mutants doing that with Mars is kind of aggressive and a little more unpalpable. But at the same time, he's like, it's fucking beautiful if you go to fucking uh, go down fucking New York and check out our beautiful lush like treehouse in uh, in Central Park. It's 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 breathtaking. And then that's how he ends it. His whole big expose on the mutants, his hard hitting fucking mutant piece. Watch out. It's going to ruffle some feathers. (laughs) Oh jeez! Uh, but then we cut to, um, you know, another random thing. Random. It's a back subplot. to Phalong and yeah. his experimentating on it, trying to overcome the mutants. He says that we have to shed these weak exteriors of ours. The shell is what holds us back, and to overcome greatness, we need to exceed our upper limitations. Mm-hmm. Not evolve essentially, but exceed it. It's weird how he's using this kind of dialogue to walk around what essentially is his anger that he has towards the mutants and so he like poops out some sort of spider dude from like a weird like sack 
I don't even know what this is. It's such a strange... It's like they're in a room with a bunch of like technology and what have you, but at the top of the room is like this cocoon that spews out this naked dude who has like sp- spider limbs. It, like, did they crossbreed him with a spider? I'm I thought it was like something related to Jumbo Carnation because then they go and they he he we're gonna see a moment where he walks back and he's looking at like researching the incident. But I don't know. No, I think that was because he's he's confused about how the mutants because he shows Jumbo Carnation and then. A couple other people, I think, like that's someone else, another mutant as well that died, and then came back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's uh, Shinobi, Shinobi Shaw. Yeah, Shinobi fucking Shaw. Yeah, so he's he, he knows that he died and then came back as well. So I think what they're doing is they're trying to research ways to become immortal, almost. Though it's possible he could have used Jumbo Carnation's DNA because then that would explain why he has the multiple arms. And he says that this test subject, his weird clone monster creation creature uh survived longer than the last one it gets the radiation mm-hmm. testing because essentially he just creates this being blasts it with radiation sees how long it withstands it goes back to the drawing board and rinse and repeat and he says so far his progression has doubled each time so if he can keep at this rate he's happy with that he'll be at his projected goals in no time yeah so he's making progress yeah he's, he's making progress and making some making sort of mutant spider human hybrid thing that's going to defeat the mutants. <laughs> Guess. Uh, and we end this issue with the greatest advertisement ever. Are you distressed by Rocco and what has caused you, Danny? Yes. I, I feel very harmed. And I think I got asbestos poisoning. And there's radon in their hoses. And I think I want to sue. And, you know, if I'm going to sue anybody, I'm using motherfucking space lawyer. Motherfucking space lawyer. He's back. He's back trying to make that that money, man. Single space lawyer having. Did you see that uh, that uh, link I, I sent earlier with Al Ewing's uh, Rocket Raccoon miniseries? Yes, and, and yes, 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 yes. I peeked at that. I was confused. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> space space lawyer. lawyer is back. <laughs> he's all over the place. Man. He's, he's a terrible lawyer, he's but so he's bad. everywhere. But he gets yeah. money. He's like Lionel Hutz, man. Yes, exactly. He is the Lionel Hutz. Of the Marvel cosmos. Uh, but that'll do it for X-Men issue number one. We are back at it again. Going back. All that is new. Wait, what is it? All that is old is new, as they say. And we will be back for another issue number one, I'm sure, very soon. In a few years. But for now. Or maybe a year. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> I feel pretty confident. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to Way of X. We gotta play catch up. They're they're moving fast in the X world, Danny. They're already like on Wolverine has happened. I yeah, think Wolverine's so. out, and then their uh, sword is out. Yeah, uh, sword's cable out. just wrapped up, which we'll, cables. I think we gotta we'll, do like a cable. Like, yeah, we many, should do cable eleven episode. and twelve, and just yeah. to wrap it out. Those are actually both pretty good. Yeah. Now that I can comfortably accept the fact that. They're bringing back actual cable and cable, not cable. young cable becoming old. Yeah. It's actually old cable is the actual, actual original old, old cable. cable yeah. And they straight up resurrect him with the techno-organic virus, which Fucks is funny. But up. he explains why. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll cover that yeah. as well. But yeah, that'll be now, a good episode. we're going to dive into Way of X, issue number four. C. Spurrier's been killing it. With, I don't know if he's, he's towing the line. I'm going to say he's towing the line between curiosity and um, uh, 
Like, meandering? Yeah, meandering. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because there are times where it feels like, where is this story trying to go? I don't understand what you're building towards. You feel like you guys are kind of lost. And then there are other times where I'm like, oh, okay, I see what you're going for. This mm-hmm. is getting interesting. Yes. yes, exactly. My feelings indeed. Is- the cover actually represents it very well. It's, it's Nightcrawler <laughs> just trying to yeah. fight his way through what's going on between Scott and, and David. Yeah. Or not Scott, uh, Charles and David. So it's Charles. Charles. Charles yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just him, him slugging it out in, in this Krakoan uh, lagoon. <laughs> it's <Yes>. funny. <laughs> he got a good right hook on Charles. Right. Yeah, look at it. He's just like, ah, <laughs> knock the psychic like energy right out of him. Uh, Though this fight would never go that way. I don't no. know why they'd fist fight. Neither of these men it's ever not. really use their fists for anything. Why would you ever? They're <laughs> the most powerful minds in existence, but it's a great metaphor it to is. symbolize what a Nightcrawler is going through. Which sometimes these covers miss the point on that, but this one seems to have got it spot on. Yeah. And overall, it was good. And it has really creepy Krakoan, or eyes, the eyes of Krakoa looking at him. The eyes. The yeah. eyes of Krakoa. Um, yeah, so let's dive into this. We start off in Mars, Araco, um, the Thoracic, Thar- wait, what is it? Tharsis Highlands. Which is like a some sort of, of was it Arsilan? Alysian? Archean? Some sort of alien tribe that is a part, or some sort of tribe that's a part of Araco. Yeah. Um, and we learn about this tribe, but uh, we're getting this. This is a uh, lost. Well, lost telling is telling the story, story, but that woman is not lost. And they comment about how, like, she tells this story about how survival of the fittest is their whole manifest. Right. And at one point, this guy, uh, what was he called? Like Tiger or something? Brother Tiger. Brother Tiger. Brother Tiger straight up kills her parents, and no one cares because obviously they weren't strong enough to survive. And so she goes off on like this pilgrimage or into hiding and like tries to find like a meaning in her existence and everything. And she returns back and she comes to the tribe and she's just like, No, we cannot kill the past. The past is important. And then the Brother Tiger just stands up and he goes like, no, we must look at the future, for the future is the most important thing that will lead to our strength. And everyone just applauds him and ignores her. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where the story ends. Yeah. And you find out that it's Lost telling the story about this girl, but it's just telling it from her perspective, as if it was her life. And even David comments where he's like, that was a weird story. It was as if Lost didn't know who she was when telling the story and that for some reason she projects that this herself uh well she projects herself into that and she projects fate projects fabian cortez onto brother tiger, tiger and that's and that's her reasoning as to why she attacked him last time yes because she because essentially he reminded her of that guy and that reminded her of her past which is apparently this other past that's not explained and they kind of just leave that hanging but, I mean, that's kind of on purpose, because even Nightcrawler and David are like, what's going on here? There's something weird. There but she's on Mars now because the gravity's less, and so she can't really fuck with people as much. Can't really fuck with babies on Mars. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's too much of a liability, so yeah. they were like, we'll just send you to Mars. It's like, never mind. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess the loss has now been found at Ooh. this place. Ha-ha. Uh, um, uh, hanging out in a tent. You'd think they would give her more than a tent, but nope, she gets a tent. <laughs> they could make, like, a whole fucking <laughs> biomechanical house for her, but they're just like, nope. eh. We're busy and you're, you're lost. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's weird. It's weird that they're even like, I don't know what they're trying to get at with lost exactly. Well, this backstory makes it seem like there's a more deep seated here. Like maybe she is a reincarnation 
and that there is some ability to reincarnate in non Moira sense, like just mm. a standard reincarnate. Gotcha. Where you reincarnate as other people, not other universe, <laughs> other parallel realities. Right. A more actually down to the meaning, but that's still they leave that kind of open to see if we're going to get any more about that, and that's pretty much all the the first few pages are going into. And then yes. they change gears and forget about her and move on to what the, their story was going after. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, they, they completely ignore her and talk about essentially what they were getting at last time, where we last left off. Yeah, still bringing that. up the fact that Onslaught is there. Mm-hmm. Kurt's still bringing up the fact that he doesn't understand his purpose into things and he keeps responding with, well, I'm kind of making a religion, but not. And it's just like, okay, like I get what you're going for, Nightcrawler. I get that that's you're trying to not be, uh, I guess you could say, totalitarian or absolute about it. But you have to have some sort of foundation that you want to move forward on. And this whole being abstract to be abstract for abstract sake is too much. And it feels like it's really giving his character no progression in this way of X. Nightcrawler has had zero progression. David has had progression. Fuck, Charles has even had progression Charles in this. Had... <laughs> You'll see some more of that later on in this issue when him and David actually meet face-to-face. I'm talking Charles takes the helmet off. Yeah, he does. Oh, shit. Yes, That's how you know it's serious. Does. But fuck that. Dust is here. Dust. Good old Dust. Well, How do you say her, her real name? I'm not going to pronounce it. I, think... I can't pronounce it. Is it. I can never do it. You do it. You're the master of accents. All right. I'm not going to say it with an accent because I'd probably make <laughs> it sound ridiculous, but Soraya? Soraya. Yeah, Soraya. Like Soraya. Soraya. Yeah. Soraya. Yeah. I think, yeah. but I mean, that's... I've never heard of an Arabic name like that, but I haven't heard that many Arabic names, so I, I, I'll, I'll say that it's it's probably on point and they got it from somewhere else, but yeah, she is the, the local... Uh, Mutant that uh, can they can bring in when they need someone to wrestle dust, literally. Yeah, literally wrestle dust, and that's yeah. what she's here for. Like she essentially brings it up to like the ideas about like the tides back on Earth and how the tides are needed to like kind of do their thing. And she's like, "That's that's my job here, bitch." That's but what for I the sand, because the sand, there's so much sand so on this planet, much. and there's so much gravitational force coming from some of the bodies around the planet that the sand becomes. Uh, obstacle course or a danger to the people living here so she is essentially here to be a uh an impasse to the sand like anytime it tries to cause problems or gets riled up she literally turns to sand herself and then wrestles it her <laughs> sand versus up. the Straight mars up. sand yeah yeah this is funny though because rarely does she take like the form of like her actual face in the sand like that especially like normally it doesn't have her skin color in it that's right. like weird i've never seen that's, that before that's, that's new. really strange like really it. fucking it works, strange. It like, works there. I get it. You're like hiding your eyes because you're burka and stuff. But like when you're just a non-physical bodied human that is now sand, it seems really weird to like go that far to cover your face. Right. <laughs> so it's like, you don't have a face anymore. You're sand. <laughs> what are you covering? Uh, I don't get that. That okay. was a weird. That was the one art choice in this that I did not like. But the rest of it was the art in this has actually been fine. Yeah. Yeah, but so she does that, and they bounce out because they, they're like, they "We bounce. don't yeah. really care about your terraforming stuff. We got bigger fish to fry." Yeah, and they do that. It was weird, and they just leave Lost hanging out with yeah. their tent and their fire. Yeah, while she watches fucking dust wrestle some dirt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds like uh, a fun night. Uh, kill no man. Mutant kind has a new home. 
but the paradise of Krakoa is severely spiraling, spiraling into anarchy and horror. To avoid its collapse, Kurt Wagner, Nightcrawler, is aiming to unite all mutants in a shared sense of purpose, eventually. To this end, he's been interrogating the three laws of Krakoa, hoping to find the basis of a new culture. Now he turns to the second law, kill no man. But there's a devil loose in Eden, onslaught. A godlike psychic entity squirms through the minds of mutant kind, hastening the very collapse of Nightcrawler. With the power of Legion, Nightcrawler witnessed the manifestation of the adversary during a confrontation between Fabian Cortez and a recently arrived mutant known as Lost. He has questions. And boy, are we going to see uh, that manifestation again. And, and Zorn and Zorn have a purpose, and they're going to serve that purpose, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be interesting, yeah. They're going to definitely explain their role in this. Yeah. Um, but before that, we cut to New York, and in New York, we see Gorgon. Is this the first time we've actually seen Gorgon since Resurrection? Uh, I think for us, it might have snuck into one of the issues that we're not touching, but this is the first time they show him proper. And uh, Fabian Cortez is there, and he's kind of overseeing what's Just going watching. on. Yeah, with Gorgon and like how the fact that uh, the, the, ever since he got re- resurrected from dying, not on Krakoa, but in Otherworld. He's broken. He's almost as if uh, they say he's kind of childlike and simplistic. Fabian Cortez does even this nice explanation about like Gorgon's mind was super sharp. His sword was even sharper. His wit was unstoppable. He was the all-around ultimate warrior. Now look at him. He's no more than a fractured child because of his his fucked up resurrection, essentially. Yeah. And what happened here with Fabian is he boosted some of Gorgon's powers, specifically Gorgon's telepathic powers. And so now Gorgon has the ability to pretty much hear the thoughts of everyone in New York in an aggressive way. And they're all talking shit about mutants, and it's really fucking up Gorgon, and it's, like, torturing him. So they walk in on this situation where Gorgon's on the ground freaking out. Fabian's just reading a newspaper laughing about it, and everyone's just like, what the fuck is happening? Well, this crowd of humans kind of gathers and looks overlooks the site. It's interesting because now we have a standoff yeah. essentially because the Gorgon could snap and open, you know, his blindfold and and turn all everyone to stone. Which you know, if you're being annoyed by something, you know, a bee comes at you, you swat at it. You know, you reactively that's your instinct. And essentially, empath has created this scenario, this kind of fucking test of will to Gorgon to see if like he'll snap. And if he does, then technically he he broke the rule, and now he has to join Sabretooth. It seems like Fabian is trying to test the boundaries of what their laws really contain and yes. if, if Gorgon will break it. And he says, either way, you guys will lock me up or he'll murder someone. Regardless, something happens and I don't have to sit on the sidelines. Because he's just, he's giving a fucked up. You cancel my show, I go fucking crazy. <laughs> he's <laughs> yeah. trying to pull the Wayne Brady he's, and he's he going is. nuts. He is. It's really it, weird. It's it's interesting. and He's really, he's he's fucking going to play with Kurt uh, but but there's more to Fabian going on than just this yes. it's not just his malfeasance for malfeasance's sake there's something about Fabian that's a conduit to Onslaught and that they're lining up in a strange way and Nemesis actually notices this and writes up a whole referendum trying to reach out to the council and say that like hey we need to look into something uh involving Fabian Cortez. And he mentions Onslaught too, which is confusing to me because they've been keeping Onslaught on the hush from the council, but this yes. is 
literally well it's the field notes from dr nemesis so it's it's i guess he's not sharing it with them but it seems like he's writing to someone unless he's just saving this for him to reference later right it could just be his own private notes well that's what confused me because he redacted so much so it's like he redacted little things right 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 which is what do you think the redacted is i want to say it's cunt but it's probably gonna be like maybe jerk uh, like there is a part where it definitely is him like talking shit just straight up where he says sometimes a blank is just a blank and I was to say sometimes your shit is just a shit <laughs> or an ass is just ass or a cunt is just a cunt. It might work. <laughs> it might be. I don't know. But uh, yeah. Yeah. It seems like uh, um, more is at foot here with Fabian Cortez. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. He's not just accidentally showing up in all these issues concurrently with all the violent outbreaks. He's kind of feeling them. Yes, indeed. Uh, but let's cut to the Green Lagoon. And this is going to be one of the more interesting parts of this issue. Definitely. We see everyone hanging out. Mass. Uh, we got, we got, uh, who do we got here? We got... Uh, Dazzler. Dazzler. <laughs> we got Pixie. Dazzler, Pixie. Yeah, we got Nemesis. Um. Yeah, and they're all kind of. We get this red glow over them, right? And we're gonna see yeah. this slow change kind of occur throughout this conversation, which is pretty interesting. They're all contrasted in red. While Charles and David, who are sitting in the center of all of them, have their own unique contrast. Where Charles is in blue, mm-hmm. David is in a like golden yellow, and so are the Zorns the because Zorns they're too, they're yeah. part of. They are in his light, if yes. you will. And it's it's this meeting between father and son that's been kind of put off because of the fucking gala and shit. Yeah. Uh, I have this pivotal story plot to tell you about. Well, we're doing an arc, a summer arc. You need to wait. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to wait about 12 issues to deal with it. Um, and food's been there. Do you remember X of Swords? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> deal with it. Sideline. But continuing uh, the story, as they start to ramp up to... Because yeah. the people around him are starting to get like more like, agitated, gripping their weapons, they're, they're like touching their swords, yeah. gritting their teeth, glaring, and then this calm conversation this happens conversation between David happens. and Charles. And essentially, they're meeting because he wants a cocoon seed. And, yes, and uh, he gives them one essentially. But there's more to the conversation. He's yeah, like, this very nice moment that actually starts out the conversation where he's like, uh, Charles says, like, do you, I do you truly hate me, David? Is that what this all kind of stems from? This aggression? And David stops him. He says, No, no, you don't understand, Dad. Unfortunately, I love you, and that's what's the crux of all this, and why this is all so difficult. And that actually kind of disarms Charles mm-hmm. to the point where he takes, takes fucking helmet off. He says, Oh, off. you love me? My boy loves me. <laughs> My boy. <laughs> <laughs> so they start chit chatting and kind of going on over like what's been happening and he he's david's being vague charles is probing he's saying like what's going on i need to know like something's up i've been feeling it through the cracks things are bleeding there's stuff strange stuff going on and david says i'm dealing with it you just need to know like i'm figuring it out in my own way and that's why i'm being vague because this is this is something that the further you are from it the better because having you try to take it on is the last thing that will fix it yes and so give me a fucking seed and he's like why do you want a seed and he's like that's none of your business just give me a fucking seed, just give me a seed. <laughs> yeah he's just pushing it like give me a goddamn seed and they're having this back and forth while people are escalating getting more and more aggressive agitated aggressive yeah, yeah. And david says just give me the fucking seed if not we have nothing else to talk about and i will handle what's going on by myself and charles says i bother i'll fucking pull off my belt and i'll spank you here in front of everyone and get the truth myself and fucking tries to fucking psychically jack the information about who's who's, who's the uh, patchwork 
Rupert man is from <laughs> yeah. David. He just does like a two finger little like boop. Is that rape? And, is that rape? In the, uh, in the that's a definitely psychic rape. Yeah, psychic rape. Right? You're raping my thoughts. Yeah. And that activates fucking onslaught. <laughs> activates onslaught. Yeah, him trying to take the information from David turns Charles into onslaught. It brings the onslaught out of him. And so that turns everyone on to just 11, and they're just fighting. Everyone. Everyone. Laser beam swords. Fucking Blob just pulls out a shotgun. Yeah. And and, <laughs> and, and David and Zorn, the Zorn boys' his response, or the Zorn brothers' response is, uh, let's just wipe everyone out. <laughs> I love it. Because we get, let's go back a little bit. He's like, Zorn, so what are you guys doing? So you're, oh, like, yeah, yeah. He you're explains teaching their, him, their You're teaching him some meditation purpose. or something? He's like, Yeah, he's nah, like, Are you calming, nah. David? You're teaching him how to become in, in, in tune with his psyche? And they're like, No, nah, no, not at nah, all. No, not at all. He's, and essentially, he's like, We're here. If anything goes wrong, we're just going to instantly vaporize his brain. And that's what their purpose is of following them along this whole time. Yeah, they're going to disintegrate his fucking brain, dematerize it, just gone. So cut back yeah. to the uh, the fight that's breaking out. Like, everything breaks out. They get pushed back. Everyone's fighting instantly. David's just like, all right, boys, with gusto, let's do this. Chop, chop. And then, boom, vaporization. Yeah. The whole lagoon. Everyone's dead. dead, except for the skeletons. They leave their skeletons behind. They just skin all fucking flesh and meaty parts gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so Charles dead. Charles dead. Yeah, Blob's dead. Not Blob. Dazzler. Oh my god. <laughs> Doctor Nemesis dead? too. <laughs> so they're like, we got to take a trip to the resurrection. Uh, I hope the <laughs> resurrection <laughs> <laughs> fucking armor is not busy. Yeah. Uh, oh man, yeah. it's fucking intense. The story jumps away from that like it's nothing. Like it's cavalier like about it's it. It's like, like you didn't edge. just vaporize half of like people we were interested in or half of like the like key characters in the Krakoan paradigm are now yeah. like dead yeah and it's just like where are we gonna go to that the story is not going back to that not no, this no, issue no no, no. We'll no get that cliffhanger is now left floating <laughs> cut to fucking gorgon losing his shit going yeah. enough is enough and enough he's pulling enough. his blindfold off he pulls his blindfold off his eyes are open for a second and but he's he... so in much pain his eyes water over and he can't even use his fucking powers yeah and fabian cortez laments about it where he's just like don't worry nightcrawler he can't even focus to use his powers right now because the telepathic boost i gave him is so strong he is overwhelmed to the point of just falling apart and nightcrawler's like you dick <laughs> yeah and he puts him in this really like fucked up situation where it's like all right here's what we're gonna do he's either going to turn everyone into stone or you're going to block him and turn yourself into stone. Thus, uh, that would be considered, I guess, suicide. And isn't that a sin, right? Yeah. So you would be. And if he kills, sin. isn't that against one of our laws? You or kill, you could stop yes. me and kill me. But cool. wouldn't that also break more of our rules? And so he's like trying to create these logical loop, uh, logical fallacies to try to ham him up on and stop yeah. him from going forward. And he's trying to really put him in a... He's very arrogant and egotistical about it. It's like, I got you pretty much pinned to the wall. What are you going to do about it? And... Uh, Kurt, so plan D. Kurt being Kurt does what he does best, and he goes the humility route. And he essentially self-humiliates himself to uh, kind of diffuse the situation. He bamps into an ice cream stand. Yeah. Or ba- an ice cream cart. Bamps like literally just right into it. Right into it. Covered and plays, in cream. 
plays his best. Charlie this guy's Chaplin. selling. Let's note that this guy's selling fucking ice cream as like a sideshow to what's happening on with Gorgon, where he's yeah. like, "Come get ice cream and watch the meet and freak out. Come one, come all." <laughs> it's actually pretty fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> the ice cream fucking stand dude is uh, pissed because he's, he's like, "My it's business, like my, no, my business." And no. Nightcrawler <laughs> turns into a fucking Benny Hill cartoon yeah. or Benny Hill skit where he's like slipping like ice cream and shit. We can't walk for shit, and it's like walking in buckets of ice cream now and like one falls on his head and he's running away covered ice cream and everyone's just laughing even gorgon even gorgon stops freaking out for a moment and like he gets that kind of psychic feedback of laughter and it diffuses everything and fabian's like ah oh, come on you fucked up my plan <laughs> yeah <laughs> and nightcrawl is like you're damn right i did and then he bamf punches him right in the face bamf punches him and he's like no Cold no cop. please don't take me to the hole i don't want to go <laughs> <laughs> i don't even like saber tooth we'll never get along no. And that girl is like, no, I have something more important for you, and that's yeah. where they kind of leave that thread hanging till next yeah. time. Yes. Ooh, what is what's Fabian's gonna great purpose? He's gonna make him do an altar boy. I don't know what's going on. We mentioned he's gonna, we're gonna have a meaningful conversation. What will that entail? Is this? He's the gonna question. give him the ruler. <laughs> yeah. Six of angry nuns <laughs> on him. He's gonna turn to Blues Brothers. Jeez. Oh, uh, but as it happens, we come back to uh, Lost, and Lost is looking out into the distance. Watching Dust wrestle her dust. Watching Dust do some Dust stuff. But out, out there, we get like a little... Out beyond on that, we get uh, we get uh, Legion and Zorns. Uh, they've come back to Mars with the seed. And uh, this is interesting. Uh, what we're getting is essentially... Legion planting the seed and he's in himself planting it inside of his brain and his yes. mind and using his powers with the Zorn brothers he says that we need something greater here than just like a Krakoan gate we need something as a beacon a temple if you will and he's literally turning in I guess to a temple like I don't himself, know right he's gonna be like, like they cut back before they physically conduit. we see a bright light kind of shine off of this point here and they cut back from it and we see it from space mm-hmm. and that's where the issue ends but apparently they're fucking they show up here after murdering all those people they show up here and they're like we need to make a temple put this shit in my brain and let's fuck with it and then done and the issue's over and you're just like what is going on <laughs> like what is this what is this? i really want to read the next issue yeah i really do i, I need to know what, what is, 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 is is legion just what? going to live on in this series as a temple like a place he's gonna be like uh rogan uh, episode oh shit with the lighthouse yeah in excalibur oh man oh man that would be great that would be unfortunate uh but yeah it just ends there that is where we leave with a cliffhanger what is going to happen to legion is he a physical temple is he a manifestation is it just psychic energy who knows we're gonna have to find out later but that does it for this issue would you any any final thoughts on this issue danny I would say i liked it it was good wave x has been better than uh, a lot of the other issues Mm -hmm. Uh, not as good as like say what Hellions and X Force has been doing with Wolverine as well, um, but it's still it's still definitely leaps and bounds better than some of the other stuff we were reading like in Excalibur. So I'm I'm curious to see where it goes, but it's definitely got to pay off in some way in the end. Or I'm gonna kind of look back at a lot of this stuff and be like, what were you doing? Like this was a big <laughs> like build up for nothing. For nothing. It could be. Like, it yeah. It could be. It very. I, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised with some of the other stuff that's coming out. Like that would be par for the course. 
another letdown. Like, probably what's all the stuff with fucking Wanda getting killed and all that. That's probably going to be a big letdown. I expect that to be less of a payoff than this will be. But this, I think, has the potential to turn into something interesting. Mm -hmm. Plus, I just like the trio of the Zorns and David rolling around. I like the group. The group is great. I was already hyped about, like, how they had that Zorn in that other timeline. And I'm just like, wait, are they going to bring Zorn back? And they're like, no, we're going to bring Zorn and his brother. And I'm like, well, wait, so which one of you guys was Magneto? And one of you guys, were you ever Magneto? Are we ever going <laughs> to explain that? Or are we that. just going to keep moving we're on? We're never going to get that We're just going to keep, okay, we're moving yeah, on. Yeah, we're moving on. <laughs> we're moving on. One thing, uh, I, I give it to C. Spurrier in this issue because there was a moment where I was like, oh, poor Gorgon. And then... A second later, I was like, wait, no, this motherfucker murdered so many people. I think he was a part of Hydra at one point. Yeah, even uh, Cortez kind of touches on that, where it's just like, oh, you really going to look at me with like crossed eyes? Like, Gorkin's fucking murdered countless people, like more people than I can ever count. And you're going to look at me as if I'm some sort of like cruel monster, like whatever. He's like, your, your judgment night crawler is all skewed off. And so he like kind of uses that as a way to justify like fucking with everyone. Cortez is just sociopath. Yeah. By true. like I said, by design versus where empath is a sociopath by by accident because of his mutant powers. But Gorgon or but Fabian Cortez knows what he's doing. He's it like just exactly. I think he's just bitter and this is how he's getting back at everyone. Yeah. Cuz he, he even said he said I'd rather I'd rather be on the front lines causing trouble than sitting on the sidelines being just some sort of fucking na- or uh intern or fucking whipping boy. Mm. Which uh, I can't blame him. Yeah, yeah. yeah mm. Magneto yeah. was more happy to see peepers <laughs> than him. But that's harsh. Uh, I'd be insulted too. Fuck it, peepers. Come on. Fuck peepers, man. <laughs> was like, peepers, oh my fucking God, it's been forever. No, it's he like, embraced him and everything. Like, what the fuck? Peepers, peepers was like, wow, I didn't even know what I did. Right? Like, <laughs> God, I, I didn't even do anything. I'm fucking Warlock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> People don't really hate us. Yeah. Even I. Have you seen the other Morlocks? I, 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 don't, I don't look in the mirror. I don't have mirrors. We'd be in, we'd be endangered because none of us are gonna fuck each other. Like we know what we look like. Uh, <laughs> uh, any final thoughts, Danny, on X Men or Wave X before we get out of here? Uh, D- Dugan's showing some potential, which is a first, and then mm-hmm. like probably a long time since like the first issue of Marauders. And um, uh, Way of X is still holding my interest, so it's still holding my interest. Still, still there, still yeah. intriguing. Will it? Will it pay off? Yeah. That's the real question. But we will have to wait for another day. But that'll do it for us this week. Remember, remember, the robots will kill you. So uh, I don't know. Fuck them. Fuck them, Morlock. I don't know. Oh. BC, yeah, I guess if yeah, you got nothing, not? nothing else to lose, why not? Why not? Why not? Yeah. Okay.